0: Hey, my name's Emma. Hey, my name's Maddie. And you're listening to The Pilot's Pandemic. Hey guys, what is up? And welcome back to The Pilot's Pandemic podcast. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Maddie. Hey guys, happy to be back. And we have a very special guest for this episode. Um, What did you say? What's up, Emily?
1: Hey, guys. It's Emily.
0: (laughs) So Emily has been on the Pilot to Pilot podcast. And this is just, I mean, honestly, Emily is just a badass chick, okay? (laughs) To explain it, you know, shortly. But Emily, give yourself (laughs) a little bit of introduction for people who don't know you.
1: Oh uh, wow! Uh, I don't know if I'd call myself a badass personally.
0: <laughs> um, You're definitely certified I... badass. Just give it. Just take it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, I'm. I'm just a just your regular old pilot from California, living in Colorado. Did the, uh, a bunch of different stuff. CFI, one thirty five, one twenty one, back to one thirty five. So, I'm um, happy to explain my route and how I'm doing and how you guys can. Follow my stepset- footsteps, or be better than what I did. Yeah, yeah, definitely.
2: <laughs> so, I met Emily actually in the airport at SeaTac a while back. But um, I just recently listened to your pilot pilot podcast, which I know is like a year old. But it was it was interesting for me because you had already done the transition from one twenty one to one thirty five, and. Um, I thought it was really interesting because not a lot of people do that for one. But um I was just kind of wondering, was it what was it like changing from working at the airlines to 135? Was it stressful and how did that kind of come together for you?
1: So a lot of 121 pilots might hate me for saying this, but 121 pilots, you're real lazy oh my lanta you have someone doing your weight and balance you have someone doing your fuel calculations you have someone planning your routes for you you have someone looking at weather for you and I mean as a captain you're you're double checking all of that but when I went to the 135 back to the 135 side uh the feeler came up to me and asked me how much fuel I wanted I'm like oh oh that's me okay um yeah hold on give me give me like a minute to figure this out Um, it it really wasn't stressful because that's all things that pilots learn how to do. You just get in the rhythm of not doing them and having some of them, someone do it for you. And then you're just a double checker. And now I went back to like, well, I don't have anyone to double check me. I don't have anyone to double check. It's all me. And so it was kind of like a wake up call, like, oh, wow. Okay. (laughs) Um, but I, I really love it. Uh, and it's not really, A true 135. It's not like what Justin does or what a part 91 or anything like that. We fly under 135 with kind of like 91 rules. It's not scheduled. It's not on demand. It's just like, Hey, there's a fire. We need you. And so then you have to be able to flight plan and go within and get off the ground within 15 minutes. So it's, it's, it's kind of wild.
2: Yeah, with, um, can you kind of expand on what you're doing? Because I think a lot of people are like, oh, okay, you're, you're working with fires, but what is that? Because um, I know that was your dream, and if people haven't listened to that other podcast, they won't know what you're exactly doing.
1: Okay, yeah, so I was uh, at Horizon Air for four years, two years as an FO, two years as a captain, and then my dream has always been to fly tankers. Growing up in Southern California, living five minutes away from San Bernardino, which has a tanker base. I constantly told myself that I wanted to be a tanker pilot and I just tried to figure out how to get into the tanker world and it's it's kind of hard it's I'm not going to lie it's all about who you know and networking. And so I was finally offered a job flying air attack which is not tankers there's um kind of like a a tier to the fire. We're basically the easiest way to describe this is we're the ATC of the fire. I have a firefighter sitting next to me and they're the ones coordinating the tankers, the helicopters. If they need a lead plane, they'll call a lead plane. They're also talking to the firefighters on the ground, telling them what the fire is doing because they can see the fire on the ground, but they can't see the whole fire like we can from the air. And so we can tell them, hey, the fire is moving this way. Hey, the fire is moving that way. There's structures. Um, tell us if you need a helicopter. Uh, so that's basically... The very, very smallest description is what, what we do.
0: You're like communications for fires. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Basically.
1: Fires yeah. communications. Really? That's yes. cool, though. That is really awesome. Yeah. Basically, yeah, air.
2: Like a... Go
1: ahead. I'm going to say air attack is kind of like the boss of the air. We're, we're not the boss of the fire. They have a guy on the ground or a female on the ground. That's the boss of the fire. And they tell us what they want. And then we go and tell everybody else what they want. So it's kind of like a big, long line of telephone.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's such a big difference from flying regional to going to that. And it seems like oh, it yeah. would be, do you feel like it's a lot more stressful because it has to do with like actually saving lives?
1: Um. Yes and no, I think there's definitely a lot of different stressors. A lot of different types of stressors. Um, at the airlines, I was stressed about commuting and getting to work. And if, is my flight going to be delayed, or is am I going to have like there's thunderstorms going on in the west? Am I going to have to fly through that? And now the stress is, am I, when I get to the fire, am I going to be able to to see what's the visibility going to be at the fire? Because there's not there's no weather over the fire. I have to figure out what what's going on. Is is the smoke going to make a storm? Is what's going on? How big is this fire? Is there houses threatened? Like, can I, can we actually be helpful and things like that? And now we have to actually watch our flight time. We can fly eight hours. We can go up to nine if absolutely needed. Um, they, we try not to do that just because then we need more rest at the end of the day and it goes into tomorrow or to the next day, but it's it's not, I don't, I don't think it's as stressful Personally, um, it's way more fatiguing. I did notice myself getting tired and making really silly mistakes that I had never made in my career before. And I kind of summed it up to I was fatigued and didn't realize it and didn't yeah because didn't do didn't do the steps.
2: Yeah, the the fatigue rules are probably a lot different from from playing for Horizon. I'm sure. Um, so that's interesting to point that
0: out. Um, and Maddie. I know you had another question, but on this subject, like, are you hand flying all of this?
1: Uh, yes, we part? are. Okay, um, yeah, I was actually going to mention that too at the at the airlines. I mean, not everybody, but a good percentage probably only hands fly maybe the first and last five to ten minutes of a flight. Uh, to where I'm hand flying ninety nine point nine percent of my flight in in the in the low visibility in and the turbulence of the smoke and all that stuff too and so that was really hard to get back into and a lot of 121 pilots are gonna get mad but you do lose your skills I mean I you can get them back I mean they're all skills that we all have you just lose them because you're not using them and so it took me it took me about a month <laughs> to be That's able to altitude. <laughs> do you ever
0: like did you do you ever get like in the beginning did also are you like the are you the only PIC are you the only piloting command
1: Yep. I'm the only pilot on board. Uh, wow. Some airtacks wow. are pilots, but they are not, they are not employed to be the pilot of the airplane. They can help you run a checklist if you need to, or they can help you with maybe decision-making, but if they're not a pilot, they can't really help you do much.
0: Wow. wow. And so when you came back into it, like, did you find yourself getting disorientated ever? And was that like, was that scary at all? Was that super intimidating? Or you said you got it back like in a month.
1: Yeah, I mean I would, I don't want to call myself disoriented. I was just more mad like holy cow, like I suck at hand flying now. <laughs> um, because going from the E175, I had autopilot, auto throttles, auto land, auto brakes, I had auto everything. And now I went to this turbo commander that has an autopilot but not it's 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 okay. It does it does its job, but I don't use My air attack doesn't like it when you use autopilot over the fire. And so I never used autopilot. They're asking like, hey, I need to go see this. Hey, I need to go see that. Hey, I need to go over here. So there's not really a good time to use the autopilot over the fire unless the fire is very dwindled down and there's not much going on. And we're just there to support a helicopter or something like that. They need to probably use it. But even then, I just kind of hand flew it the entire time. That's That's so cool. (laughs) I
2: also know that, like, just flying for regionals and then even mainline, like, a lot of the times pilots don't even have the choice to do hand flying, like, they're restricted in what they can and can't do. And then I know even up in Alaska, um, like, Alaska Airlines has, like, restricted VFR in Alaska now because pilots have done some, like, cringy stuff up there. So I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah, that was just, like, came out and I was like, oh, damn. Um, So it's kind of cool that you get to do so much hand flying because it's not something that you can do so much at the main lines. Um, So my next question for you is, Because we've been talking about, like, your transition. And I think a lot of people think, oh, like, if you're a pilot, like, your main goal is to go and work for an airline. And you have said previously, like, that you used Horizon as a stepping stone for Attack, which I think is amazing. Um, and me being married to someone who's really had just, like, a very gem- generic flight path, um, I didn't really have that in my scope of mind. So what do you want young pilots to know about the airline industry since you've
1: had Um, that experience i would say the airline industry is a great industry to be in there's a lot of flexibility when it comes to airlines when it comes to your schedule when it comes to commuting being in base what airline you want to work for what type of flying you want to do if you want to do long haul short haul you want to go international you want to fly boxes you want to fly people there is a lot of uh diversity or diversity in airlines but a lot of people coming up in aviation don't realize that the airlines aren't always end all be all. It's okay to have goals that aren't the majors. It's okay. If your goal is to honestly just stay at a regional. I mean that, that I know plenty of lifers at regionals who chose to be a lifer at a regional. It wasn't because they got stuck there. Um, but there are other, there are a lot of other career options in aviation out there and a lot of people for some reason frown upon it. I don't know why Um, But I mean, aerial firefighting is just one option Uh, you have, you could do like the 135 part 91, you could do life flight stuff. There's just so many different options out there. And like I was telling you guys earlier, if, if you have a hobby outside of aviation, I bet you, you could find that hobby inside aviation that has an aviation sector. And then you could, then you could potentially combine both, both your hobbies and both your loves in life. And fly that like pilot and pause. You can fly, fly animals around. You can, I think Emma was talking about nursing and stuff like that. And you could be medicals. you can do medical stuff inside aviation as well. It's, it's wild how much is actually out there that people don't realize that's out there.
0: Yeah, Yeah, I know myself, like as a private pilot, I've gotten a lot of like, just pushback from people, especially I told you about my dad, my dad was always like, no, like, no, you're you you have to go into the airlines. Even my mom is still like, for some reason, I think it's so ingrained that that is the only way. And for a really long time, that's one of the reasons I didn't want to get my private, I didn't want to really pursue aviation until after my dad died, because I didn't want to go to the airlines. I knew that was not the plan for me. Um, but what do you think about, why do you think pilots are so pushy and like maybe just a little bit pretentious about, about like choosing another path and not going to the airlines?
1: I, I mean, I, I can't talk for everybody, but I think it's the stigma of, When you're going out with friends or you're, you're going out with like your family's friends and they're just like, oh yeah, I'm a Delta pilot. Oh, I'm a United pilot. I'm a Southwest pilot. I work at Alaska. It's kind of like that. I've made it to the top tier and that's what people know. That's what the common person who's not in aviation, they know, they know those names. They don't know. Oh, I work at Atlas. Yeah. Okay, Cool oh, you're, oh, oh, you have a, uh, you have an interview at UPS. That's awesome. Like they get so excited. I'm like, well, yeah. it's, literally, it's the same thing, but yeah. UPS just <laughs> gets paid more. That's all. <laughs> oh, you work at Horizon. What is that? Oh, we're mm. just the subsidiary for, for Alaska. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So when are you going to fly to Alaska? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Like, I mean, it's, it's still an accomplishment to get to, to get to your regional. <laughs> and yeah. so I think it's just that stigma of, the common person understands more about what the airlines are, but the bigger airlines rather than the smaller airlines. Oh, I fly a turbo commander over fires. Oh, so are you dropping the returnant? No, no, that's not me. (laughs) Okay. Are are you, are you the ones that drop the water? No, no, that's also not me. Okay. Are you the one that leads the tanker in? Nope, that's, nope, that's not me either. So it's, it's, I think it's kind of like that where, I don't. I don't think it's more pretentious. Like, oh, you're you're a lesser of a pilot if you don't go to the go to the mainline or go to a legacy. I think it's more of the bragging rights. Like, hey, I've made it here, and this is where a lot of other people want to be. And the common person outside of aviation knows what I'm doing too. Yeah. And so they're gonna get mm-hmm. praised by some random person that's serving them a beer at the bar. Like, oh my god, you work in Alaska? That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's what it is. It's more of the bragging rights rather than they think less of someone who's not at the majors.
0: It's like what's a flex and what's not a flex? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, truly, Emily, I think what you do is a massive flex, but what would you say? What would you say to like student pilots like myself like, when I have first started school I was like kind of limited on who I could talk to to kind of lead me to other possibilities in aviation um, like what would you say to a student that maybe doesn't want to go to the mainline but they're they're not really sure what they want to do but they need some options they need some mentorship where can you get that kind of resource? It's okay uh, if you don't know because <laughs> I didn't I honestly, don't know
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I was the same way when I was in school in flight training in 2014. I, I thought it was, you go to ATP flight school, you go to SkyWest, you get hired by Delta. Like, that's exactly how I thought it was. I had no idea that there was any other pathways other than, other than that until I started, like, kind of Googling and researching and just kind of asking the questions. I mean, social media has, I mean, there was social media in 2014, but I feel like it's, like, blossomed a million times percent since mm-hmm. then. And I mean, we we have lady aviators right now and we have a whole website that talks about all the different uh jobs that are out there, not just pilot jobs too, other aviation jobs. And so as for a student pilot, I would say get on social media and just start start searching, start looking looking for people. I know sometimes people don't like to respond. I try to respond to all the DMs that I get about about air attack and about horizon. Sometimes I miss them because I get distracted. Um, but if you're persistent, go talk to people, go, go find someone that's doing the job you want and ask them how they got there. That's, that's kind of what I did. I saw someone doing aerial firefighting, I'm like, Whoa, how did you do that? And a lot of people will tell you ag and ag does help, but it's not necessarily required. It's uh, it used to be required for single air tankers, but it's not super required now. But as a student pilot, I say, go, go talk to people, go, go network. I know there's a lot of people. Well, I think that's good
0: advice. Like, cause that's what I always say, but I feel like people look at me like, oh, like, no, but that's really truly what it takes is like reaching out to people and you'd be shocked how friendly like, mo- most everyone is super friendly.
1: Find, find me a pilot yeah. who doesn't like talking about them being a pilot. <laughs> <laughs> you no. nailed it on their head. You nailed it on their head. Oh, my
0: gosh. But I had enough. I can't. That, that was perfect. That was spot on. <laughs> but... You're a female pilot and we obviously know that females face a little bit more BS than males do. Um, do you have like any personal stories of any kind of discrimination that you faced in the workplace or feeling discouraged on your path because like men are being treated differently than, than you? Um,
1: I don't think I've ever really been discouraged, I've seen captains treat me differently and I've had a couple, actually I've only had one first officer really treat me differently. Um, and then I've had a couple of maintenance people treat me kind of weird, like, and my FO even noticed it. And he's like, why, why is the, why, why is maintenance talking to me? I'm not the captain. Like you're the captain. I'm like, it's Hmm. because you're the white male in the flight deck. I don't know what to tell you, (laughs) but here's, here's the maintenance issue if you want to go talk to maintenance. (laughs) So is it
0: just small things like that? Like people just not coming directly to you for things that are yeah, your responsibilities?
1: Yeah, that's that's what I've experienced. I know there's a lot more discrimination out there because I mean, I, we've all heard stories. We've all seen it happen. It just personally hasn't happened to me. And I mean, I still have a long ways to go in this career. Um, I, yeah, I still have a long ways to go. So it could still potentially happen. Uh, luckily for me in the fire world, Uh, everyone has treated me super kindly. I was kind of worried about how I wouldn't be kind of seen as equal because I came from the airlines and because I'm female, I feel like they, they would have just treated me differently, but everyone treated me the same as the person sitting next to me. And I feel really welcomed in this community. And I, I feel like this is where I was meant to be, but when it came to the airlines, um, I really didn't see much discrimination, but I have heard about it. I had seen it, but it wasn't potentially to me. So yeah, um, I can't like really more, complain too much.
2: I feel like more so these days, it's more like those little like w- microaggressions where people kind of like do yeah. things where you cue into it. And then it, interesting that your first officer cued into it. Cause sometimes yeah. they don't even notice. Um, exactly. so I like that you pointed that out. Um, and so, I wanted to also talk about Lady Aviators' page because I know that you're like <laughs> one of the one of the women behind that page, and that's kind of how I got to know you at first. Um, yeah, and then one of your Kylie, your counterpart, she actually live near me so then she kind of introduced me to to you just online really um so can you kind of expand on what lady aviators is all about and and the mission that you guys have
1: yeah so lady aviators um there's so many things out there for female pilots like you have the 99s you have women in aviation and they're all exclusively female pilots they're i mean males can join too but it's usually all directed towards female pilots and what we wanted to do was have a female aviation page or resource for everyone in aviation not just pilots we have atc we have maintenance engineers rampers ground service agents all all these people that are women in aviation who could feel left out even even flight attendants because i mean there's there's a lot of male flight attendants out there now too and so we wanted to have this page where everyone felt that they were equal and everyone felt that they could have a space to come and vent about their day, come talk and ask questions. Um, Because I know if you're in a male dominated, like say a Facebook group and you go and ask like, Hey, how can I get into aviation maintenance? Or, Hey, I'm having this issue on this airplane. Like how can I fix my landings or something like that? You just get bombarded by all these guys like, Oh, and, and I mean, you can go and look at any male dominated Facebook page and see, and just see like the, hate that comes from males when a female Mm -hmm. asks a question. And so we wanted to create a space where everyone is going through probably the same struggles or has gone through the same struggles. And it's a safe space to go and talk about it and not be ridiculed just for being a female in aviation. And I feel like we've almost accomplished it (laughs) or we have accomplished it. Um our Facebook and our Instagram are getting way up there. Um, we are actually Uh, By the time this podcast comes out, we'll have announced our Seaplane Scholarship, which gets announced today, which I'm really excited for. (laughs) Um, And then, like I was telling you guys, I want to raise funds to do some maintenance scholarships since a lot of the scholarships you see are only for pilots. So I wanted to get some maintenance scholarships out there and then work on ATC as well. And if anybody has any other good ideas, let me know. (laughs) I'm open to doing any type of scholarship (laughs) that I can get my hands on yeah that's all au- it's so awesome that you guys are doing that
2: i've kind of just watched that page explode because i think i started following you guys when you were under 10k and now you're over 30k so yeah. i know that you're making a huge impact in that way and it's just fun to kind of see the different things that you're able to do like with the seaplane scholarship i think that's amazing so i'm excited for the announcement to come out today yeah um <laughs> The last thing that I wanted to touch on, it's kind of like a little bit somber, but um, I wanted to kind of know, I've heard who's inspired you to fly and I know it has to kind of do with your father, but me, you and Emily, or me, you and Emma have all lost (laughs) our fathers and you and me specifically to plane crashes that our fathers have piloted. So I kind of call it like being galvanized by grief because they've kind of like shocked us into like aviation and, and being like. A push in that field so can you kind of tell us how how that's impacted your your flight career
1: yeah so um I mean I guess when I was really little or younger we had we had our own airplane and so we would always go fly all over the place I never realized how unnatural or like how uncommon it is to go ask your friend like hey do you want to go fly for breakfast for a pancake breakfast oh hey we're gonna go fly to dinner you want to come with us until like he passed away and I couldn't ask that anymore Mm. and then after talking to people they're like yeah no one goes and flies places like you're like the only person that asked oh okay well (laughs) all right (laughs) I thought it was a common household thing apparently not yeah but when he passed away kind of like what you were saying I I didn't really want much to do with aviation um I was kind of mad at the aviation world for taking my dad away from me at such a young age I was I believe I was around, I think it was 11 or 12. I was in seventh grade when it happened. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and then I had gotten in contact with my uncle, who is also a pilot. So it's definitely in the family. It's definitely probably a gene of some sort. I feel you, girl. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he flies on the 135-91 side. He flies corporate fancy jets. And he actually lived in Northern California and would fly down to Southern California a few times and he called me one day and said, "Hey, I'm at Redlands Airport. If you want to go flying, and I was like, and I hadn't been flying since I had flown with my dad. And this has been maybe five or six years later. And I was like, all right. So I went flying with him, and he and he kind of brought the love for aviation back. And uh, a few, we went flying a few times. And I think I told him, like, hey, I think I might go to a a flight, like a pilot ground school class at, that my college is offering." And not only did he take that and run with it, but he like sprinted, he went and got me all the private pilot books. He got me an iPad. He got me all the stuff. And I'm like, well, guess there's no turning back. (laughs) (laughs) And so I went and went to this class and I passed it. And I was one of the only females that passed the class. And I was like, well, I, I didn't realize that it wasn't a big thing for females not to be in aviation at that time. It took a while to realize like, Oh, this isn't, uh, this is a male dominated industry. I didn't realize that when I had first gotten in there because I had been around aviation my whole life. I didn't know that it wasn't for females or people were frowned upon females being in being pilots. Uh, and then from there, I was constantly texting him like, okay, what flight school do I go to? What do I do? And he's like, you need to figure out what you want to do. Like, do you want to like go commercial, do all this stuff? You need to become a CFI and all that jazz. And I went and Googled flight schools because I didn't really know what else to do. And I came upon ATP flight school. <laughs> and that's what I chose because it was the first thing I Googled. It like, and it so, comes <laughs> up.
0: It's like, it's like an ad. if you
1: type in yeah. anything flight school
0: related, <laughs> it is always right there. <laughs>
1: yeah. And so for anyone going that route and trying to figure out what flight school to go, go to, do a little bit more research yeah. than I did. <laughs> and don't just choose the first one. I promise you there's probably better flight schools. (laughs) And I feel like there's so many different resources out there now when it comes to like Facebook pages, Instagrams. I'm sure there's TikToks and Twitters and all that stuff too. Um, (laughs) But yeah, just ask like, hey, I've been in this area. Does anyone recommend a flight school? And then I bet you at least five people will call me like, hey, I went to this flight school. Hey, I went to that flight school. And I mean, I could probably tell you a bunch of different flight schools to go to now, now that I'm not in flight school anymore. (laughs) yeah i mean atp atp wasn't bad i can't i can't knock them too much i mean they got me to where i'm at they got me the basics so it was just a little bit of a struggle
0: (laughs) reddit's really good guys for i I kind of had a similar experience where I, i atp was the first choice and then i kind of scrolled to the next the next Google, um, link that was there. And it was another setup, just like ATP right next door to ATP. And I didn't do any research. I just knew that I had to take advantage of the opportunity and go and didn't do any research. And then like, I was at school for about three months and I started going down a rabbit hole on Reddit. And I realized that everything that was wrong with what I had been experiencing at the school, um, and just everything that I had been feeling was completely yeah. true. I was not making it up. Like it was a universal experience. Um, so Reddit is really good for that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. and you can, you can be anonymous on Reddit if you want to. So,
1: yeah, definitely. Um, and I would say you can be anonymous on certain Facebook groups too now. So if there's something that you're, you're just not sure of, like if your CFI is doing something that you don't think is right go, go ask somebody, go, go ask a fellow student, go ask, go ask their chief pilot. Like, Hey, this is happening. And I, I don't know, it, it seemed, it doesn't seem right or go on Facebook and post anonymously like, Hey, this is what's happening. Is this happening to anybody else? Should I get a new instructor? Or am I overthinking this? Is it me? Is it him? Is it them? Like, and a lot of people, no will, is it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> will come out and be like, no, you're overreacting. Like it's fine. Like we all went through this. It's not a big deal. But then, like, when I was talking to you guys about the AMEs, where they say, oh, you need to get completely undressed. Okay. Like, people don't realize that that's not normal. No, do not get undressed yeah, when you go yeah. see an AME. You God, when to you told again. me that, I
0: cannot believe that even, like, happens. Like, yeah, that shocked me.
1: It's wild. Oh. So, I mean, if, if it's making you feel uncomfortable, it's probably not you. It's probably the situation that you shouldn't be in so don't be afraid to speak out i mean by all means if you want to just dm somebody like i bet you everybody that's on the admin list at lady aviators even if you're a guy like if you want to reach out to one of us i bet you we'll all try and help you
0: another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help very heavily male and money orientated which makes it extremely yeah. intimidating and a lot of the time I mean when you're it even myself and you like we had that aviation background Maddie you have an aviation background but there's so much that you don't know until you really start learning and it was like when I went to flight school I didn't know I, I really didn't know what was right and what was wrong so just be like aware of things that are happening to you and I think your group is a fantastic resource for anyone in aviation so definitely plug your page again or Emily because I want people to have that
1: (laughs) yeah the the Facebook group is females only but our Instagram account that's anybody can follow us anybody can reach out and talk to us um the actual admin aren't tagged on the Instagram, but you could probably find us pretty easily. We tag ourselves in all the pictures, so then we can easily be found too. And we all yeah. have different backgrounds. Myself, I've I've just recently come over to the fireside. Kylie's doing one thirty five ninety one stuff. Uh, we have two Southwest pilots, and then we have another regional captain there. So everybody is kind of in diverse when it comes to piloting in aviation (laughs) we're not super diverse when it comes to other things kylie has done a lot of fbo work and stuff like that um so i mean we're 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 getting there we're trying to get more diverse when it comes to other jobs in aviation as well
0: awesome well and that page is is it just
1: at lady aviators yep at lady aviators is is the facebook or is the instagram page Cool, cool, cool,
0: cool. Well, we're gonna kind of switch it up a little bit. We always do like some fun um, Q and A with our guest and me and Matty when we're just by ourselves. But so (laughs) we're gonna switch it up a little bit. Um, Okay. I guess I'll do the first one. So, what's like? Have you ever had an emergency? And what is like the craziest? If you've had one, what's the craziest emergency story you've like have or experience? Um,
1: I haven't really had any crazy emergencies. I remember on IOE in the Q four hundred, we didn't get a gear like a green gear light that our gear was down and safe. And so the captain took over and we ran the checklist and pretty sure it was just a light bulb, and then we landed and it was fine and it was a light bulb. So I mean it wasn't really that <laughs> crazy, but as a brand new one twenty-one FO on IoE in a Q four hundred, you're like, Holy shit, if the gear doesn't come down. what's gonna Mm -hmm. happen (laughs) you're freaking out like everyone's seen everyone's seen that video of the q 400 where the main gear like collapses and then you have prop shredding everywhere (laughs) it's my first day (laughs) (laughs) so it was was relatively scary at the time but now looking back at it i'm like oh that was easy that's why the captain wasn't freaking out got it (laughs) (laughs) now you just laugh at yourself yeah i'm just like oh I feel dumb. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I would have been so pissing off. my pants a little bit. I'm a little bit right? of a worry Like I'll smell something peculiar or like see something just out of the corner of my eye flicker, like in a way that I don't necessarily like. And I'm like, um, <clears throat> I just saw that. Are we okay? Are we okay? <laughs> I, I need you to I need you to cross verify because I, I don't know. Like you smell that? You smell that? Yeah. You smell
1: that? <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely don't fly the cue then because you're just like, you smell that? Is that the lab? Is that the packs? what's oh, going God. on of the lab we, right <laughs> <laughs> what did no, we just fly through <laughs> yeah oh man That's call funny. a flight <laughs> did someone just come out of the lab what was well, that we have
0: a lab <laughs> i would be able to be able to go to the loo baby <laughs> <laughs> okay i got my next question yeah you, you go you go
2: why were you going to give your story
0: Oh Before no! I just said I'm gonna that. give myself like kidney stones by how much I hold <laughs> oh. hold my pee on cross country flights.
2: Yes, <laughs> I know you're always saying that too. I'm like, oh my god, I Emily, mean, that's terrible. But the the second question we have for you, Emily, is one like random fact about you that no one that no one really knows.
1: Um, a random fact. Let's see. I in high school and middle school I was. Uh, a band geek and i played flute and violin i played the flute (gasps) oh in middle
2: school band (laughs) yeah that's awesome because i played saxophone
1: so we're we can all like do a duet (laughs) we can do like a jazz band kind of weird thing oh yeah
0: (laughs) aviator jazz band oh my god yes we can do like the intro and outro music for the pod yes i love that though oh my god so did you play band all throughout high school
1: um yeah after i really wanted to be an orchestra because in middle school i was playing violin and in elementary school i did flute then i went to violin in middle school and then my high school at the time didn't have an orchestra and so they just accepted me as a flute player and i really sucked at flute at the time because i wasn't playing it and then when i got to 10th and 11th grade and 12th grade i more i kind of dropped band and went on to the sports aspect so i played three different sports rather than going to band oh what sports did you play uh water polo swim team and and the golf team because you know pilots got to be good at golf right yeah
0: you do those are like all those eclectic like niche like like the smart kid sports i see you (laughs) my my cousin played uh, water polo and she goes to Harvard now So, <laughs>
1: well I didn't make it to Harvard I just tried to get out of class early that's all <laughs> the more sports you played you didn't have to go to PE and then you got an extra yep. free period <laughs> I was trying to be that's smart I mean. about it but I don't quite know if I did it very well <laughs>
0: <laughs> well it, right. Maddie you want to ask the last one or you want me to ask the last yeah. one? I'll do, I'll do
1: the last one this time so
2: You can only have one ice cream flavor. What one are you going to
1: choose? Ooh. Do I get to add toppings and other things to it or (laughs) just the ice cream?
2: (laughs) Let's just say, like, just
1: the ice cream. Like, plain old ice cream. Plain old ice cream. It's going to be a tie between, like, cookies and cream and, like, cake batter.
2: Mm. Mmm. I do like cookies and cream a lot. Mine,
1: I think, is going to be... Ugh,
2: that's hard because I love cookies and cream My, two, See, like, my so top good. two My top two flavors are cookies and cream And chocolate chip mint So Ooh, I'm not a oh, minty person
0: Chocolate chip oh. mint Maddie oh, you I sinner <laughs> You're I'm a sinner, a sinner. <laughs> I swear to god <laughs> my, <laughs> Dude my mom likes Chocolate chip mint ice cream And that woman is built different Like what? <laughs> that woman is built different <laughs> Me and your mom are going to get along then Dude, only, only bad bitches like mint chocolate chip <laughs> ice cream. It's
2: like my black
1: coffee. I love black I'm over coffee. here. That's I like green too. ice cream, but
0: I like pistachio. I don't like the mint green. I like pistachio yeah. thing.
1: See, if I'm going to eat green ice cream, I'm going straight for the sherbet.
0: Ooh. <laughs> oh, yeah? I like sherbet too. I love I'm not me some lime sorbet. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Ooh. Well. <laughs> I could sit here and talk about ice no, cream we're for like the next fifteen minutes. Yeah, I know. Oh right. god, that sounds good. I might go to like Whole Foods and get some. Um, they have like this pineapple lime like I don't even know it's sorbet, but it's like pineapple lime basil. Ooh, Ooh. that. Sh- Ooh, god. When I tell you, there's nothing better in this whole entire world than that freaking ice cream. But again see i could talk about that forever so we're just <laughs> gonna go ahead and close out this week's episode emily it was lovely having you on but thank you go guys ahead. for having me yeah, yeah go ahead and plug yourself and you know tell everyone how they can find you um,
1: the best way to find me is probably instagram which is little underscore emily six emily is spelled e-m-i-l-e-e don't do it with a y because you won't find me (laughs) (laughs) and then of course go find lady aviators which is just lady aviators no spaces or underscores and follow both of us they're both great great resources and thank you guys for having me it's been a lot of fun talking with you guys
0: Hey guys, before we wrap up the end of this week's episode, I wanted Maddie to go ahead and announce the winner of this week's free cup of coffee.
2: Hey guys, so we got two solid reviews and the person who won the coffee for this week is Chris Plays Guitar. So I will go ahead and DM that person and you let me know what coffee you want and I will Venmo you the money for it.
0: (laughs) Ayo. So you heard the woman, she's going to vimo you and you get to go get whatever the you want. That is what I'm talking about people. All right. You give, you shall receive. That's how this works.
2: Hell yeah. And so don't forget guys, um, each week of of this month, we're going to be giving away a free coffee for a review on Apple podcasts or subscribe to Spotify And make sure that you screenshot your review and your subscribe and send it to our DM so that we know that you did it because oftentimes your handles won't match up with your name and we need that to give you money for your coffee.
0: Also guys, if you are doing this on Apple Apple podcast, you're going to have to, you can't just, well, you can, we appreciate anything, but if you only give us a five star we're not going to be able to see that the only way that we're going to be able to see you on apple is if like maddie said you leave that comment or review um doesn't have to be long we're just you know just sounds great ladies there you go <laughs> <laughs> but give us it some does love, help guys. us out yeah, yeah for real we need it <laughs> that we do All right. Well, that is it for this week's episode. And as always keep the blue side up and the brown side down.